This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Three o'clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby getting set for a daily gambit. Patrick Saunders, if you missed it, just joined us. Denver Post talking uh, Rockies. Top, well, I should say now nah, it was more Dick Monford popping off about the Padres. We had to, <laughs> we had to isolate that situation, but uh, we had some 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 bad news to pass along for uh, those who had followed the Chargers while they were here in San Diego. Chris, yeah, I think so. Very sad. Uh, Bobby Bethard uh, has passed away at the age of eighty six. Uh, he was the uh, general manager of the only Chargers team that got to a Super Bowl in nineteen ninety four. Bobby Bethard was one of the greats uh, in NFL history, so much so that he was enshrined into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2018. Um, you know, everybody remembers his time here in San Diego, remembers some good, some bad, some not so good, etc. But Bobby Bethard had an amazing career. He was the director of player personnel for the undefeated Miami Dolphins in the early 1970s. He also was the uh, general manager for uh, two more Super Bowl wins by Washington in the late 1980s. Then came to uh, the Chargers, where he was general manager from 1990 to 2000. Now, that, and again, that uh, encompassed the Chargers' only Super Bowl appearance in 1994. The thing that happened with Bobby Bethard here in San Diego, Tony, couple things. Number one, fans never forgave him for trading up in the draft to get into the number two slot and select Ryan Leaf. Yeah. He was blamed 100% for that debacle. And then the other thing that cost Bobby Bethard was that Alex Spanos, the Spanos family, decided to go with Bethard when he and Coach Bobby Ross did not see eye-to-eye eye a year after the Chargers made that Super Bowl. So... It was one of those situations where either the coach has to go or the general manager has to go. The Spanos has chose the coach, and Bobby Ross left. And I think people missed Bobby Ross and blamed Bethard for all of the mediocrity that followed that Super Bowl season. It's funny that in the next situation that popped up thereafter, the Spanoses went the opposite direction, right? It was it was it was, it was A.J. Smith and. Um, Oh, uh, Norv Turner? And Nor no, no, before Norv. Marty? Marty. Marty. And they, they decided to, when it came down to those two beefing, yeah. they stuck with AJ, and you, you could argue things didn't 
kind of tur- well turned away, turned the opposite way. After. Yeah, they went general manager on both on both occasions. Now, Bobby Beathard, after the Chargers went to the Super Bowl, the following year they lost a wild card game. The five final seasons in San Diego, they went eight and eight, four and twelve, five eleven, eight and eight, and it all culminated for Bobby with a one and fifteen season in two thousand. That was his final year, but. Uh, overall, it was a spectacular career yeah. uh, with a couple of Super Bowl. Like I said, I mean, this guy's in the Hall of Fame. And uh, uh, in his time, he was one of the best judges of talent there ever was. So uh, our condolences to the uh, Bethard family. Uh, he passes away at the age of 86 at his home in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, for what it's worth, Chargers owner Dean Spanos released a statement calling Bethard one of the best judges of football talent in NFL history, I don't agree often with Dean Spanos, but I do on that. He got that one right. He got that one right. So uh, prayers to the Bobby Beathard family. And uh, I know there's a lot of San Diegans who say, oh, forget about Bobby Beathard, forget about the Chargers, et cetera. But there's a lot of us who still remember that time pretty fondly. And, you know, if it wasn't for Bobby there's, Beathard, who knows if we get it even to one Super Bowl. There are very few times in San Diego sports history where we had the feeling – that we got to feel last year. Uh, last year was one of them. With the Padres, Nin- yeah. With the Padres. 98 was another one with the Padres. But that 94 season is the first one that I remember. I-, I mean, 84, I was two years old. I don't remember <laughs> that. You don't remember that one. But I remember 94, and it felt like every car that was riding on the 15 right outside of here had a Chargers flag just blaring in the wind there and it yeah. was uh you know that was a feeling that it was that special was, that was the first time i got a chance to feel that as a as a person in this city i will say this tony i don't know a hundred percent probably but i don't know if a hundred percent you and i'd be sitting here today if it wasn't for the 94 chargers here's why i say that. i hundred oh, percent i know where you're going with this we started extra sports the old station you know the the super power station in the early 90s really started cranking up 1994 was the year that we were able to explode onto the scene because right. all of a sudden everybody in San Diego wanted to tune into a sports station to follow the Chargers. And I've always believed that that Charger run in 1994 kind of helped propel sports talk in this particular area to what it now is today. I mean, here we're sitting almost 30 years later talking sports on a daily basis. So there's, a you know, a couple of different stations. We've got our talk shows. Everybody's got their shows. And sports talk is a huge thing. But if you go back to 1994, there were only a couple of stations in the, in the nation that were even doing sports talk 24 hours a day. One was WFAN in New York. The other was us at Extra. And um, so, you know, I, I, I feel, I've always felt like I owed a little debt of gratitude to the timing that came along with that. Yeah. No, I mean, so. that there, there was so much that, that came with that 94 appearance, right? There was a Super Bowl held here not too long after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a template for the Padres in 98, right? Because without that 98 season, we don't have Petco Park. And, yeah. and so all of that is has his tentacles and is connected in one way or another. Yeah. But and as you and that's Bobby Beathard. Yeah, as you said, uh prayers up to the Beathard family. All right, Scrape, let's get to some uh Daily Gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. 
Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit, the daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. While Chris was, uh, you guys were talking about that, I was doing some heavy research on the coin flip for the Super Bowl and the past Super Bowls. What did you discover that each year it's come up either heads or tails? Yes, it's never landed on the side (laughs) of the coin before, which would be really fun. I'm almost surprised about that. Me too. Me too. Some of the NFL officials who flip that coin can uh, do crazy things with it. They can do crazy things with it, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Before we get into it, make sure that everyone out there gambles responsibly when they do. We made some bets on the Aztecs last night at Nevada. Aztecs were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Chris and Tony took the Aztecs. I took the Wolfpack. And the only reason I took the Wolfpack is because I was being the contrarian of you two. But I win this bet. Then you buy us lunch. Okay. Okay, I will. I will. Next one, the Sunflower Showdown. Kathy told me why it's called the Sunflower Showdown. Kansas is the Sunflower State who knew people. That makes sense. Who knew. I, I kind of made that connection, actually, when you said the Sunflower Showdown. I was assuming that the Sunflower probably had something to do with the state of Kansas. Why else would they call the game that? It's easy to claim that after you find out about the Sunflower information. <laughs> Can't necessarily argue that because I didn't say anything about it yesterday when I could have. Kansas State was at Kansas. Kansas was an eight and a half point favorite in this game. Chris and I took K State. Tony took the Jayhawks. Jayhawks win by 12, 90 to 78. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, they so, look good last night. They're are... back on the beam after losing. That's the other thing that I kind of reminded myself last night. You know, that in my disgust that the Aztecs had lost last night, uh, you know, because I take everything, you know, every game, you know, it's, it's the end of the world. It but certainly you, is. But you look around you look around college basketball. I mean, Kansas lost three in a row. North Carolina's not even ranked anymore. They started the season no. number one. You know, uh, Connecticut started the season. They were number two. They've fallen out of the rankings entirely. Um, you know, Creighton was another team that was big at the beginning. They've fallen out of the rankings. I mean, even the teams at the top, Tennessee is number two in the nation. They have three losses. That's only two fewer than the Aztecs have. This, so. this is another There's one. A lot of, of parity. Yeah, I was just going to say this is another one of those years where yeah. you can put you can put about I don't know I'd say arguably you could probably put about twenty five names in a hat and any one of those twenty five could could end up in a in a final. Yeah, I said UConn fell out of the rankings. They're number twenty four right now, but they have six losses, which is more than the Aztecs have. So that made me feel a tiny bit better. But All right. Well, I'm completely. glad you feel better. I'm glad you feel better. Not Chris. completely better. Right. I was still upset. Uh, th- I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's slim pickings on the betting tonight. So I googled best NBA or best parlays for tonight, and these are the the two best that I found. And then we'll get into the coin toss. But the first parlay is a three leg parlay in the Celtics Nets game tonight. Brooklyn Nets the first leg under 109 and a half points at the Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum to score 35-plus points 
against the Nets. And then Royce O'Neal of the Nets over nine and a half points at the Celtics. So How did he get in there? <laughs> I mean, really, why Whoever are we made this betting po- on something well, that has to do Scraby with him? A- Scraby asked me. He That's said, like the eighth best player on the Nets. Why would he even <laughs> Well, because be in a it probably boosted. It is minus 120, so it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. It worked with this person's bet, whoever. But what were you going to say, Tony? I was going to say Scrape wasn't sure exactly if Royce O'Neal actually played for the Nets. He didn't yeah. even know if he played and basketball. I, and, and I had to kind of like. It's like I know he's with the Utah Jazz. At yeah, we had to Google him. So I think he, I think he is with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. They gave this whole long explanation, and I'm like, I still don't know who Royce O'Neal is. Well, just for that, I'm saying this uh, bet fails and blows up miserably. You know what? I'm going to say it does not fail. I'm going to say it is correct. It'll Tony, fail. What does Royce O'Neal have to do? Get over nine and a half points? Yeah, he's minus one twenty. So they're thinking that he actually double does figs. that. I'm going to say no. Double figs. He says. <laughs> Got to get in double figs. Uh, you know what I had for the first time in a long time? Uh, a couple, like I think last week. Fig, Fig Newtons. Newtons. Oh, are we back to food again? All right. Oh, We're back Fig to talking Newtons. about food again? It's been too long. Ugh, I did not like Fig Newtons. Oh, the Fig Newton I with the raspberry? Either. What? The most overrated Ugh. Newton there is. What other Newtons are there? <laughs> the, 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 the raspberry, Fig Newton. Delicious. They all, no taste, they all honestly taste exactly the same. If Awful. you freeze them, they're like Every a little, one of them are ne- like a little Never got treat. that far. I'm going to the store and get Fig Newtons after. The it. only dessert treat you should ever freeze is a grape and pour honey on it, a la Tony Gwynn Jr. What about like Kit Kats? You know, and... what's, you know what, Chris? I haven't done that in a Yo, little you bit. you got to get back to I it. i got to get back to the frozen. That was a time. pandemic special right I here. I think of you every time I freeze a grape. <laughs> Your kids are three years older. Does that mean that they're too cool to wave the palm fronds at you? I still... Uh no they're not uh, no uh, most remember, of them are I got, would, I got I got I got one the, I got one little one still that's still Tony would be on the Zoom call and yeah. Scraby and I would be making fun of him because he looked like he was just sitting in a palace he was King Tut King King Gwyn there yes palm fronds waved at him by his children while he did the show I remember in the pandemic <laughs> that Tony would go downstairs in like the five the last hour we were, I think we were still doing three to seven so the six p.m. happy hour Tony was uh, getting his wine on. During the happy hour, the pandemic allowed you to do a lot of things that you normally wouldn't be able to do. (laughs) Those would be our most fun happy hours, is when Tony got his wine on. I I will say that Scraby and I are probably never, in fact, I know we're never going to drink again because if we made it through the pandemic without starting to drink, yeah, you're you're fine. You're fine. Oh, congratulations to all the dry January people out there because it's now February 1st. Yeah, very good. You do know dry January, right? I don't. Oh, I, I know a dry January. Right? Chris, Chris acted like you did. It's just those people who give up. Uh, they call it dry January because they give up alcohol for the month of January to kind of start their year off right. And then what happens on February first? They, they get they smashed. Get, they get right to it. <laughs> they get smashed. <laughs> All right. Next parlay is uh, some random teams, guys. Providence, uh, the college money line at Xavier, so they have to beat Xavier. North Carolina eight and a half point favorites at home to Pitt. Georgia, uh, plus 12 at Auburn. So that is a plus 797 bet. I have That's no idea. I feel like I feel like Georgia is going to be closer at Auburn. So I'm just going to say no. Is Providence home to Xavier? No, they're at Xavier. At Xavier? At Xavier. Not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. No, that game. no, and no. Yeah. You know, when I lived in Cincinnati, I would... Uh, Go to the Xavier campus all the time, and I never put two and two together that 
that's the Xavier that I always see in March Madness. Until, oh, you didn't know that was the same squad until someone told me, and I was like, oh, 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 this I didn't know the schools in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's them. All right, so last one: the coin toss for the Super Bowl. Now, if it's tails and just a regular coin toss, tails is plus one hundred. Heads is plus 100 because obviously it's 50-50. 50-50. KC Chiefs to win coin toss and win the game. Yes is plus 300. No is minus 400. Philadelphia Eagles to win the coin toss and the game. Plus 250 for yes. Minus 330 for no. Team to win the coin toss. The Eagles and the Chiefs are plus 100 each. Wait, I think- wait the Chiefs to win the coin toss and win the game... Yes, on that is plus three hundred. Yeah, because it's uh, it's hard to do. I mean, two you gotta... things have to happen. They have to win the coin toss, then they have to go on and win the game. And yeah, they're, they're slight underdogs. But Philadelphia, you can get plus two fifty. Yeah. The problem with the betting on the coin toss is it, it's over like that. <laughs> you don't get a whole lot of your, a your money's cheer gone for your money. immediately. Yeah. immediately. You don't here's... get a lot of time to cheer for it. I mean, it's like zap. Here, here's how it. here's how it has gone the last twenty five years. Super Bowl fifty two to fifty six. Four of the five were heads. Super Bowl forty eight to fifty one. They're all in Roman numerals. Four straight tails. I'm not the only one. Super Bowl forty three to Super Bowl forty seven. Five straight heads, and then Super Bowl thirty three or thirty two to Super Bowl forty two. Nine of eleven tails. All right, that means Nothing. very little to me. Nothing. But four of the last five have been heads, so heads has been the, the heads one that's has been winning. Hot. Yeah. Heads is hot, everybody. All right. Keep an eye on that. We'll get some more betting as the Super Bowl gets closer. Yes, I know. we still got 10 days to go. I know. i got to save it, it all until next 11 week. 11 days. My goodness. It's too much. Can't get here fast enough. You know, someone said the other day that they should play a third-place game here in this week before between the Super Bowl. And I ask why? Do you know yeah, that in just, the, uh, what? In the, this is in the late 1960s, before the NFL merged with the AFL. There were four divisions in the National Football League. There was the Capital Division, the Century Division, the Central Division, and the Coastal Division. Those Ooh, were the I four like the divisional coastal. titles, and those were the only four teams that qualified for the playoffs. You won your division, and You're you in got the in. And so the two teams from one. Two teams would play each other. The other two would play each other. The winners would play for the NFL championship. The losers would go to Miami play and play game. a consolation game, and they called it the playoff bowl for third place. <laughs> it lasted for like two years, and then finally How, what, somebody what, said First of all, Scraby, you're losing your late touch. Late 60s. You had a perfect time chance to play if I could turn back time. You missed it. No, it's too late. Too, too late, too late. And secondly, it's amazing that you knew that because I had no idea there was a third place game in the NFL at one point. And, and, yep. So and I guess it's not all that crazy. I think the only era that you could have a third place game is when people actually played the game because they loved it was in the 60s. Yeah. Hey, we finished in third this year, guys. <laughs> Good for us. Right. NCAA tournament also had a third place game up until about, I'd say, 1982. Mm. So it's been about the last 40 years that the NCAA tournament did not play a third-place game. Yeah, that's so, uh, pretty spectacular. It was a different world. All right, let's uh, get to break. When we come back, we've been talking a little bit about load management here as of late. And Richard Jefferson had something that I think is important for everybody to listen to. So you're going to hear it when we come back. More going to Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Crank up the uh, song, Scraby. I've got a little history lesson for everybody. 325 is the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby. San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Before we get to your uh, – because I'm interested to hear what Richard Jefferson had to say about NBA players and load management. But I wanted to follow up on the NFL playoff bowl. It actually existed, guys. Consider it nice. done. Nice. Consider it done. The NFL playoff bowl actually lasted for 10 seasons every year in the decade of the 1960s. Uh, Vince Lombardi's Packers actually lost a couple of conference championship games and had to play in the playoff bowl. After the 1963 and 1964 season, said Vince Lombardi, it is the S four-letter word bowl. <laughs> That's what Vince Lombardi called it. That's what I would expect Vince Lombardi to call it, He too. said it was a loser's bowl for losers. <laughs> but let alone, it still lasted another six years before they finally came to their senses. Is it safe to say he wasn't happy it. he was playing in it? He was not too happy to lose a conference championship and then have to play another game. Vince Lombardi's like, this is the bleep bull. I love Listen, it, Vince. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly wasn't alive with Vince, but I feel like I could visualize his Vince face. Vince could coach today, man. He'd be all right. That. He would be all right. He called it Hinky Dink. He said it's a hinky dink football game held in a hinky dink town. <laughs> nice shot at the city he of Miami. He just went there. all in on it. Huh? Played by a hinky dink bunch of players. That's all it is. Hinky dink. All right. There's your history of the uh, playoff bowl. It was last played at the end of the 1969 season with the Los Angeles Rams beating the Dallas Cowboys in the final playoff bowl. Do you think that his comments had anything to do with the exit of the playoff well, bowl? <laughs> evidently not, because he made his comments in 1964, and it still lasted another five years before they put an end to it. So, Could you imagine the 49ers having to gear up to play the with what Bengals this week? With what quarterback? Well, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Just imagine that being the landscape. Well, Jimmy might have been available right this week, though. 
He maybe, maybe. You know, they tried to get him ready last week, but it was just too far out. Maybe yeah, him this and Trey Lance laughing on the sidelines. So no, I will not. say this. I will say this. If they had a third place game this week between the 49ers and the Bengals, oh, I'm watching it. It would. I would watch it, and it would still be a whole lot better than the dumb Pro Bowl. Yeah, for sure. So maybe they, for sure. Maybe they had to think about for it. sure. What yeah. if someone just? What if they just go all out in this flag football game because they're not going to be hurt? And now they, we get to see some crazy stuff, and it actually ends up being great. That'd be great. I'll That'd be happy. Be fabulous, That'd be awesome. I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> if do that I. does happen, I won't be witness to it. <laughs> you have to wait till the next year to actually yeah, watch. I'm not watching this. Stuff. I'm going to check it out. There's no way I'm tuning in. All right, Tony. Richard Jefferson with some interesting comments about the NBA's load management situation, which be, continues to become more of a problem, more of an issue. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as... This discussion, it seems like it, it's starting to heat up again. And, I, and I'm not sure why. I think there may have been a couple uh, games this last couple of weeks where, where guys said, I, you know what I think sparked it was the kid that kind of ended up uh, going viral for f- driving a, a long way to Miami to watch Jimmy Butler play, and he was like a late scratch. Yeah. Now, fortunately for him, Jimmy Butler found out, invited him back out. Oh, he did. Had him out, had him out on the floor. But I think that's what at least started the conversation. And there are two train there are two two thoughts behind this. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, right? The analytics, the organizations, uh, because we just we also played Steph Curry's comments about he's the always the guys are told to that sit they, out that they games. can't that they're not playing, right? Yeah. Um, there's that side of it, and then there's the side where you know some players, a lot of people, especially the paying customer, feel like. So I only shot to pay to get a chance to see you play. Yeah, we feel like you should play. Now I, I think I'm getting the eyeballs from Scraby right now that we need to carry. Yeah, this we're going to we're going to take the Richard. You you need to stick around because this audio from Richard Jefferson is that good. It is. I, it, it's it's. He's definitely not out of touch. I'll just say that. All so right. you get a chance to hear it. When we come back. All right. We'll uh, definitely listen in. We also have uh, Rate the Radio call. So speaking of stuff to listen to, it's all coming up right around the corner. Gwen and Chris. Three thirty-six on the clock. I'm just ripping Scraby to shreds. Yeah. Man. No, you're not ripping me to shreds. I think he's winning, just... Scrape. I must say. It, he's not because he's not getting to me. Yeah, I think he is. What do you mean that's, I'm not getting that's to That's why you in the Big Five you're you going to play. Yeah. The break. <laughs> that's why in the Big Five you're going to play a clip of Trey Lance because well, he he's winning. Well, he just makes dumb comments, uh, as he would tell me. I don't me. make dumb comments. You're I responding that, to him. I said that if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year, they come back to the pack. And you're like, I believe in Trey Lance. I and, I said, <laughs> and I said, when did they lose their games this year? When Trey Lance was quarterback. And that's true. He played Big one facts. game in a monsoon. And played two he, games. Did a game, he lose in, game, game and a game half. Too? Game did, and a quarter. No, Jimmy G lost it. Remember, he stepped out of the back of the end zone. Oh, oh yeah. They lost he got to, hurt in, he got oh, hurt yeah. in week two. They lost to the Bears, the Broncos, and the Falcons this year. That's hard to believe. And guess you, who was that quarterback for Bears, those games? Broncos, Falcons. All three had uh, quarterbacks that could. I don't know what that bit. means. <laughs> can run a little bit. What they 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 speak in Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> back to pass. I got him. <laughs> Justin Fields back to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check traffic. Then I play think we should play the Sounders from the Flintstones when they run the car and get going. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to our rate the radio call. 
Uh, here's that sound we promised about Richard Jefferson and his thoughts on load management. I don't understand what we want you to do what's been done over the course of the history of the game of basketball. Like we've sat there and I was fortunate to come in in 2001. And when I tell you that we, there was one trainer, there wasn't, an, there wasn't a traveling masseuse, there wasn't game readies, there weren't all of the amenities. You didn't have cold tubs, you didn't have hot tubs, you didn't have all of the amenities. And the only thing that has led, we have now teams that are paying millions of dollars to sports science. And they're like, oh, the game of basketball is tough. Let me tell you why. And for all the people that want to go through and look at numbers, you can look at how many games I played over the course of my career and what my numbers were. Let me tell you about why it was important to me, because that's all I'm going to say. My parents, I didn't come from very much. And for Christmas, my parents got me a ticket to go watch the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs because David Robinson was my favorite player. One ticket. My dad, who worked security and scrubbed floors and did all this stuff, he dropped me off at the game, gave me five bucks, and I went in there by myself because my family couldn't afford to come to the game. So they did I love basketball. I was the youngest of three boys, but that was my thing. So they paid one ticket and I sat in there. My dad went to a bar and watched the game and then came back and picked me up when the game was over. So it's like every day that I stepped on the floor, I remember my father. Yeah. I remember having one ticket and being there and all the families and all the people that were probably just like me. If David Robinson wouldn't have played in that game, like, I get emotional thinking about it because I got to stand next to him in game six of the NBA Finals when he was about to go off into the sunset and tell him that he was my favorite player growing up. So I take that responsibility and say, wait, we can't just gloss over this. And I blame the teams. I blame the training staffs because the players in this generation are doing more of what they are told than going out there and leaving it all out on the floor. Because we as NBA fans, not just the fans in that building, you want to sit there and talk about uh, uh, MVP? Then go against Giannis. Be tired and go against Giannis. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that Jokic is notoriously known for playing in all the games. But that's one that as a team, as a franchise for Jokic, for everyone – you should have looked at and said, we need to manage before or we need to manage afterwards. You're going to go against one of the best players. In the yeah, uh, I, I think he, he pretty much summed up how a lot of people feel about. He sounded like he's speaking for all the fans out there. He, and this is a dude that played. This wasn't a guy who played in the the the. The 90s or 80s. He played in the early 2000s. He retired, what, maybe five years ago at this point? Maybe not even that long ago. And, you know, I thought he brought up an excellent point. A, uh, first of all, you're doing all of this managing, and I don't know, where's the evidence that it's actually working to, to help keep guys on the floor? Like, what is it doing to prevent injury? Because it doesn't seem like there's still a ton of soft tissue injury going on despite all of the money that's being poured into it. The other thing he said was it's not as though you can't manage this beforehand and afterwards. You know, it's... it's they get days off in the schedule. They right. don't play every single night. I mean, they're back-to-backs, and whenever there's back-to-backs, you can almost guarantee that one or two superstars are going to sit out one or two of the games. I, I Again, we talked about it yesterday, though. What are you going to do? I mean, let's just say Richard Jefferson's 100% right, and there's nothing to support the claim that load management yep. helps keep guys healthier. How are you going to make you, LeBron James at 38 years old suit up for 82 games? That's the thing, is is we're not, we're not talking about the 38, 39-year-old player, right? And the other thing is nothing's going to be done because the teams – are fully bought into this 
as much as the players are. Fully bought in. I, now. I, it, it, you could argue in some ways that the teams are responsible for allowing it. Because well, ulti- that's what Steph Curry uh, said. Ultimately, if if uh, if you decide you're going to go play, you want to play, and you get a call from the owner, or you get a call, owner calls down, or whoever calls down, that's in charge. Like keep him out of the game today. And your coach is the one that is the is his his head is on the chopping block, so to speak. Uh, if he puts you out there, guess what? You're not going to be put out there. That's just that's just the way it is. Well, that's what Steph Curry's saying is that it's the NBA that is all decided that guys, superstars need load management. Let me ask you this: Does the ninth guy on the roster get a load management game? Nope. Why not? Why doesn't he need a break? Apparently his value isn't as high. But couldn't you also say that person's probably not playing in some of the you games? You could also say that. And no, so but that's you know what I'm talking about. Okay, right, not the ninth player, but let's just say the, the, the fifth starter. Right. Does who's, he get a load management game? Right. They never announce it when, uh, let's say, the Laker guy, uh, Tyrone, oh. uh, n- uh, number seven. Troy Brown. Troy Brown. They never say when Troy Brown has a night off, so I don't know when he's off. Right. But does he get a load management game, or does only LeBron and Anthony Davis get load management games? Because that... Those are the ones that that matter. (laughs) That would go a long way to support Richard Jefferson's claim that you don't really need this load management. You're just doing it to protect your investment, but why are you really doing it? I mean, it's it's a difficult it's complicated one. it's very complicated that's a great point tony i i don't know exactly where you go with this and i don't know how you legislate nba teams to make their players play but i wonder how many games guys like troy brown sit out i i'm willing to bet unless he's actually hurt unless he's really hurt yeah he's playing cuz those guys are just trying to hold on to a roster spot right not only but th- no, I, I think Troy Brown is not trying to hold on to the roster. I think he's he's solidified his spot on the roster. But to Chris's point, right? I, it's hard for me to remember a time that where Troy Brown wasn't actually hurt that he was given a, a load a management day, day. Yeah, he's got forty six games played this I mean, year. LeBron has forty one. So you know, it doesn't look like he's getting the same days off. Westbrook's played forty nine. So Westbrook hasn't got any load. I have a days. hard Why time. He need any? I bet you it, it's a it's a little. He's as old as anybody. I bet you it's a little bit tougher going into the locker room. And say, hey, Russ, you're you're down today, just based on what we know about Russell. Yeah, well, maybe we need to have more, more guys like Russell. Yeah, who's like, nope, hell no, I'm not sitting. Down. I mean, Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, I know he's been hurt. He's played 28 games. He seems like a guy that's kind of waiting at the door for somebody to come in and give him a day off. I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> Hey, hey, AD, here comes the GM. Yes. Because I don't feel like playing tonight. Yeah, you man, ain't. I, play, I played last night, man. You, you, ain't, you ain't right, I'm Chris. Exhausted. Hey, do you think you could push me over that bucket over there you so ain't. I don't have to play tonight? You ain't right, Chris. All right, let's get to uh, our Rate the Radio call. From the really, really good. He throws, it's caught. Mixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. Gets a block from Chase and runs it into the end. We got some radio calls. 
Gwen and Chris are going to rate them. A right-handed hitter back in there. Strasburg ready to go. It's Rate the Radio Call. A one-two pitch slider. Strike three pull. A no-hitter. On 97.3 The Fan. Rate the Radio Calls where we play some uh, radio calls from throughout the last couple weeks. And the guys are going to rate them on a 1 to 10 scale. I'm going to tell you the... Uh, radio calls are in low demand right now because uh, sports is kind of it's about to kick up in the baseball season not much going on so what I do have for you is more of Dave Lapham and I think that Dave Lapham our Hall of Famer yes, from the I, Bengals I think he need, he deserves his own judging criteria that because, might be fair because it, I've listened to this clip maybe three or four times the passion that he has in this clip it, it kind of sells me on him. I'm I'm a fan now. I love Dave Lapham. You like him now. Yeah. I think I may even need to change the open from changing him from the bad call. Don't have him be the bad guy. Yeah. But uh, we also have a Chiefs squib kick from our guy Mitch Holtis. And uh, we have a couple Tom Brady calls from his career as well. So let's start with the first Tom Brady call. This is actually... One from the Tuck Roll game. Oh, uh, Chris and I looked for highlights or a radio call of this for a long time before the show, yeah, and we luck. couldn't find anything but this. So here is Greg Papa, who at the time was the Raiders play-by-play man. What's it come? Here he is, bearing down on Brady. Calls the football. Beacon dies on the ball. The Raiders have the ball. Based on. Oh, that was not meant to be. That was the official. No, no, that was the. That uh, was uh, Walt Anderson. Yeah, that was the interview <laughs> during the documentary. Yeah, but that was uh, Greg Papa. I don't even know we really want to rate it because there's not much to do. But there's I just want to play it because of how important that was to Tom Brady's career. Yes, that kicked off the uh, Tom Brady era. That Tuck rule for sure. Uh, he finally Brady did, Tom Brady did retire yeah, today, and that's yeah. why we're playing some Tom Brady stuff. If you're just tuning in, and uh, he did finally admit that that was a ridiculous call. He did. He finally admitted to it. He sat with Charles Woodson in a great, uh, was it a 30 for 30? Yeah, something like that. I I forgot until that show that Woodson made the play and that Woodson and Brady were teammates in college at Michigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They were teammates before that. Totally forgot yeah, about that. They both went to Michigan. So he was a Heisman Trophy winner at Michigan. Woodson, he is yeah. in Woodson. Yeah, I think not he's Brady. the last. I think he's yeah. the last cornerback to to yeah, do that. Brady was not a Heisman Trophy no, winner. No. Woodson was. So there you go. You know, I was talking to uh, some of the sales girls when I walked in yesterday, and we were talking about Tom Brady, and uh, they they don't think that he is the most attractive man. Well, at the time, he was still in the NFL. They don't think he's the most attractive man in the NFL, guys. Inter- they think that's not very interesting. Who Josh is? Allen is the most. Josh attractive Allen man. is the new hunk. Yeah. <laughs> new I, I don't. Hunk. I don't know that I think hunk when I see Josh Allen. Well, I will say Tom's uh, about he's old enough to be most of their fathers yeah, yeah, at this no, point. So maybe they, that has something to do with them not finding him attractive. Uh, there's all, they're also big fans of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a good one. Um, Age range. Yeah, age range makes sense. Uh, I'm just going to move on. Yeah, from... dude, why are you, you just looking for reasons to hate there? on Brady? Well, man. I'm just saying it's, it, it's, it's changed from how he was when he was younger. He was the heart. He's healthier. He, he, and he's older. <laughs> he is vegan. <laughs> Leave that man right. alone. Here is a Tom Brady call from an actual moment that we can rate. And this is, you guys remember when they played the Packers in the NFC Championship and right before halftime, Tom Brady threw a touchdown to Scotty Miller. Do you guys remember oh, this? Oh, okay, yeah, oh, it was Tampa. Tampa. It was, was like... a huge play. So here is Gene Deckerhoff calling this for the Buccaneers Radio Network. Fournette, the running back, 
Eight seconds, seven seconds. Brady to throw. Throws a deep pass downfield. Got Scotty Miller in the open. Makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Scotty Scooter Miller. And Brady puts it right on the spot. Bucks score with no time left or very little in the first half. I don't know how he does that. but Man, he's, he's, he's speaking from the diaphragm. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with you, Chris. One to ten rate that radio call. Uh, six. I like Gene Deckerhofer. He's one of my favorites. Uh, and, uh, I think is it Deckerhofer or Deckerhoff? Whatever oh, okay. it is. I, I had him on before, and I'm pretty sure I kind of pronounced his name right at the time. But that's not a great call. No, I mean, if you go back not. to it, he doesn't say where where the ball's thrown. No idea. No idea. All I, I know, all I know is Dang that it. Tom Brady threw it and Scotty Miller caught it for a touchdown. No idea whether it was down the middle, left sideline, right sideline, high arcing pass, a bomb, a slant over the middle that he ran. I have no idea. So I can't give him any higher than a six. Tony? He took the number right out of my mouth. Six. Right. I mean, everything Chris said. I mean, I'll, I will give him... High praise, high score on tone and mm. energy, but in terms of describing what was going on, I just know it was a pass. Scotty Miller caught it, and he scored a touchdown. Scotty Scooter Miller. Scotty Scooter, Scooter Miller. Got, he, right. He was able to get a nickname in there, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. We're going to the Bengals call, and this is the call that we kind of played the other day, but I got more of it. And it is when Patrick Mahomes ran for the first down near the end of the game with less than 10 seconds to go. This is the Joseph Asai play? Yes, and they had the unnecessary roughness play. So here is the Bengals radio network. Two receivers out to each side. Mahomes with a deep drop. Now moving in the pocket. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out Uh, of bounds. And the Bengals push him after he was out of bounds. Multiple flags are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation, and with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Man, you have to be more aware. This football team has got a lot of awareness, not on that play. So that was the call. Man, he was was upset. No! Well, first he said get him. I don't know if you heard that. No, he said said finish. He said finish. He goes out of bounds. And the bank. (laughs) See? We have to judge him differently because of his passion, and I, I'm fully bought in on Dave. Well, Blatton would you now. like to get a number? On yeah, this Tony, one? one to ten. I tell you, I, in terms of what is it? Is it etiquette and and process of a call? You can't give this a high score. I'm sorry. <laughs> he is just talking all over my man. That away. Uh, that away, Tony. Uh, Hold in th- there, buddy. Th- this is this is like a. At best five, I think. Oh! I, th- I think his partner saves him because he continues to do his job in telling us exactly what's going on, where we're at. I can still see the play as long as I can block out uh, Lapham. Lapham's voice as he's ah, hooting and hollering over there. Uh, it's a five. I give it a five. Chris, four. I, I just can't. I, it, it, it disrupts me too much. It disrupts me too much. Well, then you, you're in a. You're I, I in bought into the Lapham trade. No, I'm in. No. I'm in. It, we've already discussed this. If Tony even lets one. During the course of a Jesse Agler broadcast this year, that's going to be it for Tony Gwynn Jr. I'm going to have to like weed myself off of this like whole <laughs> situation. I'm worried that the first time Cronenworth hits one into the gap. Go, go, 
Nice. Nice. I do appreciate when listeners uh, reach out to me and they put nice. That's like my new favorite thing to put in our text message. Every time it's nice. All right, we're running out of time, but here, uh, radio calls also are calls that send you to the Super Bowl. So here is Mitch Holtis calling the squib kick into the end of the game. There is the squib. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him! This game is over! This game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions, and for the third time in four years, Lamar Hunt Trophy, the trophy named after this franchise's founder, is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. I saved the best for last. Chris, 1 to 10. Uh, give him an 8 because he didn't, he didn't have any identification. <laughs> he said, he said it bounces in front he of bounced the one receiver. Guy, threw it to another guy. That was kind of mediocre. <laughs> But his celebration part of it was uh, off the chain. You can disrespect the Chiefs. He sounds like the uh, Once rock. again, you know that you know when players are mentioning it, the first thing on their mind right after the game, the announcers mentioning it, they clearly felt some type of way about the disrespect that oh, yeah. uh, was yeah. thrown oh, yeah. their way. They all oh, talked yeah. about it. So I yeah. give it an Even 8 as well. Broadcaster. Yep. Bring Even a bucket of guts. All, all right. right. To the break we go. 4 o'clock hour on the way. Chris Quit. versus the fans. I almost said Gwen versus fans. Chris versus the fans. 833-288-0973. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 